You're listening to the CFMEU Mining and Energy Podcast. Yes, welcome to the Mining and Energy Podcast. I'm Tim Brunero. Well, today I thought we might go into the mind of a union delegate to find out what they do when a member comes to them with a safety or disciplinary issue, and also how they talk to prospective members about joining up. The most important thing, of course, for delegates is helping members. Mick Weiss is a trainer and organiser with the union. He says the range of issues union delegates and officials have to deal with at work is incredible. People raise all kinds of things with the unions, um, working under bad workplace agreements, including not having their entitlements paid, uh, being unreasonably denied access to their leave, uh, subjected to unfair or unsubstantiated disciplinary matters, uh, being bullied, threatened or intimidated by their supervisors, uh, sometimes being expected to operate in unsafe circumstances. You know, they'll tell us that the company says, well, you know, follow the rules, this is what you've got to do. But then on the other hand, the expectation on the job is different than that. Uh, driving in wet conditions, dusty conditions, in lightning storms, operating equipment sometimes that's, you know, not entirely fit for purpose. Uh, not getting fair access to training. Issues um, getting to and from work. We've got a lot of FIFO and uh, drive-in, drive-out workers. Um, They've got issues with camp accommodation, uh, poor hygiene standards, not keeping the same room, you know. That's stressful circumstances and people are just looking for a bit of stability, a bit of comfort in those those situations. Heath Timmons is Lodge Secretary at Maurer in Queensland and sits on the Union Central Council. He explains what he does when a member comes to him for help. Firstly, I try to listen to the member and find out what the issue is. I try to find out and get as much information and uh, info as possible. Whether whether good or bad for the member, it, it is critical that we have all the info so we, it, so we can best address whatever the matter may be. I then assess the seriousness of the issue and whether or not we need to initiate a, a meeting with the company or just wait for the company to call on us. I've also found in my experience uh, one of the biggest anxieties for members is not knowing or understanding the process and the possible outcomes. I let them know that they are in a process and what that will be. I don't have a crystal ball, so I don't even try to tell them um, what the possible outcome might be. Uh, I could just simply, I just don't want to lie to the member. Uh, once the outcome or the matter has been finalised, I then try to make sure the member understands what that is and, and what his or her options are, uh, whether they're good or bad, and the and the reasons and. Again, it's important not to sugarcoat any of the information. This needs to be truthful and, in some cases, brutally honest. Chad Hansen, Lodge President at the Mount Thorley Walkworth Lodge in the Hunter Valley, explains how he approaches a safety problem. Safety matters come up uh, repeatedly where a member has taken a safety issue to the company. They're uh, not satisfied with the response, so then they will come to someone like myself and uh, bring that concern forward. So we need to sit down with that member, listen, understand what the issue is, and then work out what is the best way to take it forward. And we need to understand whether it can be dealt with via a supervisor, via a superintendent, or do we need to take it down the WHS path, going to potentially the committee or making a hazard report. Chad Hansen says bullying can be just as challenging to deal with. Bullying and harassment is a a very difficult topic. There's always a lot of emotion involved. 
And the first thing to do is to make sure that the member's welfare is okay, is their state of mind okay. Once you're confident that the member is uh, in a, a state of mind where they can take it forward, then we discuss what's happened, and then we start to understand what the issue is from the member's perspective. So we might take down some times when that happened, are there any witnesses? We'll start figuring out if there is a case or, or there's not a case and whether or not it's just uh, they're being managed appropriately. Helping members with workplace matters is a workplace delegate's most important role. But approaching new members on site is also vital, so the union can continue to have a strong presence in the workplace. But how do you approach these conversations? Well, you simply talk with them, Tim. Workers like to talk about their work, their worries, their wants and their needs, and all we've got to do is listen to them. So you look for those little cues that Someone may raise a concern or they may be speaking about a particular thing that's bothering them and we just then start to talk to them on that particular issue, ask them a few questions. Uh, the great thing that connects our union to workers is, is that all of our people have come from the shop floor. So we really have been there and done that. One of Mick's mantras is listen to understand, not to reply. He believes good communication is 70% listening and 30% talking. Tim, if we're going to go and talk to a worker about what their issues are and really try and understand where they're from, you've got to put yourself in that space that you are going to be the one who does most of the listening. And you know, it's not about the union, Tim, it's about the workers and what's important to them, what are their circumstances, what are their needs. And you know, we can't understand that unless we sort of close our mouth a bit and let them speak to us. Uh, our union and our delegates are genuinely interested in what workers want. And when we have a pretty good understanding of what people's needs are, that's when we as a union are at our most effective. Heath Timmons has a similar view. When I'm speaking to potential members, I firstly like to ask what their experience is. So whether or not they've uh, been worked in the mining industry or not, if they haven't, then I usually like to ask what industry they did work in or what job they worked in before coming to where we are. And then at that point, I also used to, I usually like to ask them whether or not they'd been in a union, um, either at their old mine site or whatever job or industry they worked in previous. I guess an example of that for a, um, just a recent one at Mara is we have a fair uptake of um, labour hire employees coming onto site currently, um, and most of these are green. Um, and one of the industries they're coming from is is the meatworks. And he, this this particular person had um, been um, part of a union there, but coming onto a mine site and as a labour hire employee was uncertain about how we could actually what we could actually do for him. I spoke to him at length about what we could do, um, and also the fact that I also thought that that labour hire employees uh, needed to be in the union. Um, I believe that being paid, I tried to explain to him the difference between um, being in a union and being union and actually joining the union on the fact that being contributing to an organisation that is trying to help them um, and trying to make not only our mind sites better and safer but also trying to help us socially as well. Heath says after that first conversation, it's important to let a prospective member form their own view. If after talking to a potential member, um, we get some reluctance from that individual to join the union, I let it be. I don't push it too hard. I, I then 
try and make sure that he or that person, that individual is actually seeing firsthand what the union does. Um, and also making sure that our delegates on whatever crew these individuals are, they're talking to and drip feeding information. Um, we've had an, uh, an example of that just recently where we've had um, newly trained delegates move on to a crew that's opposite to the crew I'm on. So all of a sudden we have coverage over, well, and that person can see firsthand and then has more confidence about seeing things firsthand um, and then confidence to join the union on the back of that as well. Mick Weiss agrees it's a case of show, don't tell. Let members see what the union does on site. Everybody's different. Everybody's experiences previously coming to mining is different. Their life experiences, their family experiences. So people have all kinds of views about unions and mostly we find that they're misinformed and mostly um, people just don't know. You know, uh, outside of our industry, union density levels are, is very, very low. So they come with preconceived ideas, misconstrued ideas. And, you know, if, if people just don't know anything about us, um, other than what the bosses have told and what they've seen in the media, then we have to spend a fair bit of time just letting those workers get to know us. Uh, we show them you know, who we are, what we are. We try and get them involved so they can feel what union is, so they can see the benefits. And we do those things, Tim, before we even ask them about joining up. Chad Hansen says people's reservations about joining the union come in three broad categories. The three categories I come across personally is that people have had either a, a bad experience with a, another union, or they're concerned about the cost of being in the union, or that they think the boss will treat them differently once they become a member of the union. So just to expand on that a little bit, whenever we have people talking about a bad experience that they've had, we'll take them back through and give an example of how our union would have handled that situation. With regard to cost, we'll take them through the costs in detail and then we'll go back to the actual benefits that are provided by being in the union. And if they're concerned that the boss will treat them differently, we take them back to the point that we have a site with high union density that we're accepted by the management and as long as we conduct ourselves in a professional and responsible manner, that we're always well respected on site. Mick Weiss has been listening to workers on mine sites across the country for decades. He has some tips on how to address workers' concerns about membership. Some of the objections that people raise are, are fairly you know, predictable. People are scared that the boss will treat them badly if he finds out that they're in the union. Most of the time we find, Tim, that that's just not right, but it's a real concern and perception that people have. And if people raise that with us, that you know, their boss finds out that they're in the union, that their employment is somehow going to be jeopardised, if, if that's the kind of boss that you're working for, then that suggests that you actually probably should be in a union. Um, we tell people that you know, when you become a union member, um, just like prior to that, you, you need to work hard, you need to do your job, you just don't want to give the employer the opportunity that they might be looking for to make an example of you. Um, as far as the boss finding out, look, union dues can be paid uh, through direct uh, deposit out of your bank account, so the boss never need to know that you're a member of a union unless you tell them. So. People have that perception, but it's not our experiences that that, you know, really 
translates into that. And look, if bosses do discriminate against people for being a member of a union in Australia, that's against the law. Um, so if people are smart operators, if they keep a diary, if they just uh, record in that diary those conversations, it might be a bit sus or that they might have some concern about and then if the boss does um, take action against them, then those legal protections that are there, the general protections provisions in the Act that prevent employers from discriminating against unionists, um, we can have a look at those, uh, those things. So, you know, getting involved, becoming part of the collective group that unions can organise, uh, can educate people. A lot of the time, Tim, don't know that, you know, they actually have some power on the job. And uh, it's, it's only the union that can bring that level of understanding to them and support them uh, when, they're, uh, when they're in need. People think, you know, an interesting one, Tim, is that uh, trouble will not find them. You know, uh, nobody thinks they're going to get in trouble. No one thinks they're going to have an incident at work. Um, but then if they do, then, you know, we'll, uh, we'll call you then. Well, you know, unions, our union, we're not a charity. You know, uh, people know that you can't insure your car after you've hit the tree. Uh, the union's no different. And for those that aren't members, Tim, that find themselves in trouble, you know, the union um, nine times out of 10 just can't put resources into somebody that's not a member uh, when we could be doing something that uh, for those people that are members. People will say sometimes that they've had bad experiences. You know, I was a member of a union over you know, in another another area and they didn't do anything for us so again you can't argue about that you can't you know you weren't there we weren't there so we can't say whether that was a good thing or a bad thing all we talk to people about is is how we operate where we are and ask people to judge us on our uh, on our efforts and our actions here Mick Weiss says if new members are interested in getting further involved, it's about showing them simple things they can do on site to make a difference. If people are interested in doing tasks for us or trying to make, the, it, it's about trying to make their workplace better. And we don't, as a union, expect anybody to do anything that's out of their comfort zone um, that you know, they don't see as relevant to making it, uh, making decent changes at work. But if people are prepared to do that, then through our knowledge and experiences, we can you know, provide them some, some pointers on how to approach people, how to talk to people, uh, how to handle the reservations and the objections that people might put up. Um, but really it's about making sure that if workers are gonna step up and do something, that it's about things that matter to the workers, things that are gonna make the changes in the workplace to make their life better on the job. So if people are prepared to do that, we'll support them through that. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll uh, be there to make sure that those things, um, you know, make a difference and that we've got people in all areas of the mine uh, that can work together for the same thing. And if there's workers that these activists or these active members uh, are a bit uncomfortable in talking to, then um, as a union, we can try and fill that space for them and talk to those people as well. So it's at their pace, it's on things that matter to them and it's within the time that they've got available. And as people get involved, Tim, and they see a little bit of what they do makes such a big difference. Others see that. And then when others see that, uh, more people will want to get involved. And then, you know, we just build from there. And 
and that's 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 what makes change team it's it's a numbers game and the employer will see this occurring and once workers get themselves organized once they start to get some cohesion then some of the things that the boss might have got away with previously what they might have tried on uh, they start to, to drop off on that and Tim it is a fact of life and I'm happy for people to know this that the better that our delegates become uh, you improve the quality of management it just it's just a product of each other and smart delegates good delegates um, bosses have to get better they have to lift their game Chad Hansen says at the end of the day having well-informed interested members is the key to the union's capacity to be an industry player what we'd really like to say as members of the union and representatives of the union is that joining up and being part of the union means you're part of something bigger and you're part of something that actually makes a difference. So even though you might be a single member on a big site, when we join together, we actually have the ability to make change. Well, there you go. Some workplace wisdom from some of the best in the business. Well. That's all we've got time for today on the Mining and Energy podcast. My name's Tim Brunero. Talk to you next time.